Big O, how's it going? It's going well. Can you hear me? Yeah. So, um, what time is it over there right now? Uh, right now was uh, it's nine oh six. In the morning. Nah, in the uh, in the evening. Really? Yeah. I thought it was I, a lot, a lot different uh, time difference because it's four o'clock here. Now, uh, we got a, well, I'm not mistaken, a five hour difference between you know the uh, East Coast and over here. Uh, okay. It, it, yeah, it would have been, if I'm not mistaken, six hours if I was over in Germany or somewhere else in in Europe. Yeah. So how's everything going over there? You're not tired of it yet? Oh, I'm tired of it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I do miss home, man. I mean, the, there are qualities over here that, you know, I'm happy with. I'm not even going to lie to you. But um, everything everything is good, you know. I can't yeah. complain. I feel like it's a good what time to over not there? live in the United States. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing and I've been seeing everything that's been going on, man. There's there's a lot of stuff that's happening, and to to be honest with you, maybe once some stuff cooled down, maybe after the next elect election, you, you know, it, it'll be cool to come over. I wanted to come over again this year, but shit, uh, got hit with the tax situation. Yeah, and I had to make sure I pay all of that off before mm-hmm. I start, you know, traveling. And, coming over and stuff so the people over there like uh do they think the united states is possibly gonna like collapse and fall apart have you heard anything like that nah nobody said that i mean you're gonna always have people that prey on that downfall but uh for the most part nobody's uh nobody's saying that at least not to me at least well that's what we think over here that everything is gonna uh collapse and fall apart I don't think it's going to collapse and fall apart, so to say, because, you know, our country is so big and vast. Um, it's pretty much going to be impossible for absolutely everybody to be on the same page. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, when somebody want to do something drastic and like it doesn't make any sense, you're going to always have people who does have common sense that'll be like, you know what, that shit ain't right. Let's not, let's not do that. And they will fight tooth and nail to make sure it doesn't happen. And that's one of the things that I do love about our country. We got a lot of fighters. Yeah, usually like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, it seems like good seems to prevail eventually. Yeah. It does. And, and you know, it's going to be, next year is going to be very interesting. Yeah, if there's, yeah. I, I don't even know if there's going to be an election, to be honest. The way the way they have everyone so divided. It it is divided in like the worst way, but then I'm also looking at I'm also looking at it like both sides really want Joe gone. Yeah, that's true. So I I think it's definitely gonna be an election. It's just what the media are gonna do to really do this shit. Because what happened in 2020, that was that was a shit show for everybody yeah. involved. Yeah, definitely. All right. So um, 
let's let's get let's get to the topic we want to talk about really is the new album in the company of others uh yeah. it came out september 1st 16 yeah. tracks so do you have a favorite off the album so far or is it impossible to choose i mean it is impossible to choose because the way i crafted this album i put it together so you know everything can flow together so you know beautifully but I will say that my favorite on the albums is definitely Vantage Point of View, uh, Generation of Curses, A Cause for Concern. Ah, oh, man, it's it's so many. Seen it all before. And I, I think it's it's hard for me to choose, like, just one, even though I said uh, Vantage Point of View is my favorite. Uh, it, it's hard to choose one because me speaking with all of these artists involved, right. they're telling real stories. You, you know, none of this is fake. None of this is, you know, made up to, to sound good on the record. These are all real stories. So the, the fact that I was able to get these artists to open up and tell their stories, tell their, you know, life experiences, it's hard for me to just choose one, you know? Yeah. Well, in terms of what you did, like what what would be your favorite that you like because of your production? Like what's your favorite beat that you made on the album? My favorite beat is uh favorite beat wise is definitely Dark uh Dark Bright. Yeah, and I have mine too actually. Yeah, Dark Bright was was crazy. It, it's it's a three-way tie actually. Dark Bright, Win or Lose, and uh, vantage point of view because with vantage point of view I was able to actually not saying I didn't do this with all of the other uh, tracks on the album but with vantage point of view I was able to like really really get involved like I played the synths on it uh, I hired a choir for the end of that record Wow! Uh, so the ladies could uh, say uh, ooh at the end and I hired uh, this pianist to amplify that choir more so I had a lot of fun with that and drawing it in. With Dark Bright, Dark Bright doing that, and the drums that I used on it, I was like, yeah, this this is my shit right here. And I can sit back and listen to it, you know, as a fan, and just appreciate what I've done. Mm -hmm. So would you say you did anything different creatively, like maybe production-wise, that you normally haven't done on an album oh yeah like this album i started messing more and more with live drums i didn't want with this particular album since i've been working on it for like six years i didn't want to give the world a um a a lo-fi album you know what i mean everybody know me for my lo-fi sound and you you know a lot of slow (laughs) tracks didn't really want to do that for this album because this one was like really really special to me and Mm -hmm. I wanted to get back onto my uh, soul sampling tip. I wanted to uh, play out more instruments and really get more involved in this album. Like with mm-hmm. this album, to me, it's the first of its kind because I've I've never heard a producer-based album with not only a theme but a hard concept, and it is is going in hand in hand together. And it doesn't sound like a glorified playlist. I wanted to create something with meaning in that particular subgenre of music. 
Mm-hmm. So did you give the artist the topics for each song for them to write to? Yes. Yeah. You know, like, Wolf, uh, for instance, seen it all before. I was talking with Cosm and uh, Lomax said, you, you know, I wanted them to tap into a side of themselves that they've never done before and actually tell, you know, some stories and let the, let the listeners get more familiar with them, with uh, who they are, so they can, you know, tap into a part of themselves that they never tapped into before. And mm-hmm. I was doing that with a lot of the, the artists. And to me, I feel like everybody executed the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, one song in particular, like with the, in terms of like a certain topic, Mistakes. Yeah. I think that was one you sent me early on. Like maybe it was a single at first. Yeah. But, um, when I heard that, I it just, uh, I couldn't believe, you know, I, I didn't even put it together that, it was like uh mistakes is like a woman's name you know yeah uh it's it was like a play on the word mistakes because yeah. when the thing with me p-rob and and lou you know we was all talking about different relationships and you know the different um things we've been through in these relationships whether they were you know good bad what did we learn from you know, said relationships, said experience, uh, experiences. And those two guys, they really took their experiences, put it on wax, and they they killed it. And, like, these are true stories that P. and Lou was, was uh, talking about in the records. And a lot of people hit me up, and they related to that a lot. And not just guys, but, you know, women as well. Yeah. So what would you say is the most popular song so far with the fans? Oh, so far is definitely uh, No Regrets. No, between No Regrets, also Mistakes, and A Cause for Concern. Those are like the three most popular records off the album right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you started on the album six years ago. Was there a lot yeah. of setbacks or like was there any challenges in getting the album finished and getting it out? Oh yeah. Man, like 2016, not 16, but 2018, the thing about that year is the whole concept that I had with it, it was gonna be it was gonna be 16 tracks at, but how it was going to be, it was gonna be like eight regular instrumentals and uh eight regular records that I get different artists to uh, rap on. But the setbacks came in when a certain a certain group, they pretty much invited themselves onto the album. But, and I didn't ask them for it. And they, they decided to flick on me at the last minute. I didn't get mad at them, but, you know, it was kind of like you guys invited yourselves to be on this album and then you flaked on me. And then there was some other artists who were supposed to be on it. They flaked on me too. And a certain media personality, they uh, they tried to have me blackballed in the industry because I questioned, you know, her, uh, her uh, integrity in, in this industry. And I was like, I was so upset that I, I shelved the album. And a lot of records that you guys may have heard before, like Good Company, uh, Isolated, those records were supposed to have been on the album um, 
a long time ago. They 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 had plans to be on this album, but since it was mm-hmm. going, I was going through so many setbacks, and I shelved it, and I took it off the shelf in 2020. I uh I took those songs and put them on like EPs and me and P Rob's album, and over the years I started getting more, I started getting more uh, artists coming my way, and I was like, you know what, I can. I can really do something with this. I changed the concept. I started making the album a hell of a lot more personal, and it just worked itself out from there. So I'm glad that the sitbacks happened because if they wouldn't have, then you guys wouldn't have got this uh, masterpiece that you got. Yeah. So was there any other songs that you left off besides oh, yeah. the ones I, you just mentioned? I uh, had a song called uh, Antisocial with a singer by the name of Ray Cole. Uh, that one didn't make it. It ended up just being a single with uh, me and her. It ended up being on um, Bandcamp. And um, I had a lot of different beats that was going to be on the album. Uh, for instance, uh, parking parking tickets with me and Beach House. That beat was supposed to have been for a certain legendary group. <clears throat> However, since they flicked on me, I ended up giving it to Beach House for our 2020 EP. And that record didn't make it onto the album, which, you know, again, it's no hard feelings. I made a mess with the group. It's no issues. I just moved on to uh, bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. So um, was were there any other titles for the album that you were thinking about using before settling with this one? No, it, it always been in a company of others. It's just that the concept just morphed into something much more um ambitious than what it was back in 2018. Yeah, I like I like too how you have um like you have Lou and P Rob on the album the most. Yeah. It's kinda like the two guys that you've worked with, you know, more than everyone else, I'd say. <clears throat> yeah. Those are my guys and you know when I told them the concept, they was all for it. They loved it. They 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 loved the direction. That's why, you know, it was so easy for them to make their records that they made for the album at first because they love they love the concept they believed in it they shit they believed in me it was easy so it was like you know what these these are my two guys this is more than just you know me knowing them and working with them you, you know these are these are like legit homies of mine right so do, should we expect more music from you with either of them oh, yeah. on upcoming projects Absolutely. Like, uh, for instance, me and P-Rod, we're actually working on our follow-up as we speak right now to the complexity. Yep. And hopefully, uh, we're, we're hoping to have that out by this year. We've been working on it for quite some time now. And we're uh, we're hoping to at least have the, the first single out on December 26th. Hmm. So that's pretty much what we're aiming on right now. I got some new music that's coming out this year. Like I got a uh, a collab EP with Transformer, and it, it got some some nice big names on it. And I'm doing some work with MC Squared. They have a new album that's coming out, and I have an EP that's possibly going to be coming out next year with uh, Deke Robinson and Jay Taylor. Wow, that's a lot lot coming out. Yeah, so I'm I'm always working i'm I'm always you know busy with something it's never it's never a um 
okay, I got this masterpiece out right now. I'm going to sit back and chill. Even though I can, but I love what I do so much, and I, I want to have things done that I just can't stop, man. Right. So um, with the album with P-Rob, is that a, like a, a follow-up to the complexity? Like is it um, connected to the last album, or is it a separate project? Uh, this is going to be a separate project because, I mean, the there's a concept to it. I don't want to speak too much on it, but I can tell you uh, this right now since we, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, since we, you know, managed to introduce P-Rob so well with the complexity and he got to show the audience how, you, you know, vulnerable he, he was to different situations and he was able to open up to people. This one, He's pretty much telling people, you know, this is who I am right now. Get used to it. It's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of faster joints on it. It's a lot of uh, hard hitting songs on there. When I say hard hitting, I ain't talking about like trap or anything like that. It's still sample based, but it's a totally different style that you guys are going to um, hear from me and him. And this is ten tracks deep. And the complexity still gets a lot of love, but I see online and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of people love that album. So that's why we, we're trying to go so hard with the next album being just as great or better. Because we don't want to put out the exact same record that we did because we feel like we've already mastered that. We want to do something that's going to capture your attention again. It's still going to be us. It's still going to have our DNA all over it, but it's going to be different. And you're going to love the direction that we're going with it. Yeah. So for this new album, um, in the company of others, did you have a listening party or release party of any type? Or or did you celebrate the release in some way? I didn't even get a chance to celebrate it. I, I mean, I, I had big ambitions to uh, ambitions to, to do that, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. Instead, what I did was I spent a lot of money on promo. Like this is this is the one album that I spent a lot of money on promoting and you know getting everybody's picture painted and um oh yeah creating like a document and, and putting it out like what Michael Jordan did back in if I'm not mistaken uh ninety-five uh when he announced he was uh back in Chicago. Um I wanted to I wanted to do that and I just wanted to make this album grand and let people know how you know it's coming, but I didn't get a chance to have a, a listening party or an album release party or anything like that. And even though I didn't get a chance to have that for this album, it still ended up being really, really successful for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the album's already getting a lot of press, and I've seen a, quite a few articles and reviews on it. And um, this seems to always happen with you with with a lot of your releases. Like it, it seems like you get a a lot of really good press more than most artists. Like, does that surprise you at all? Or are you kind of getting used to it? I'm getting used to it now. When I first started seeing all the press when I released uh, The Complexity uh, two years ago with P-Rob, you know, that really shocked me. I was like, yeah. wow, people are really, you know, loving this this art that me and P-Rob has uh, put out for everybody. But like now, um, it, it doesn't surprise me. Like, I ain't trying to sound cocky or anything like that, but you know when you make a masterpiece. You know when you make some shit that's going to stand the test of time and, and people recognize it. 
you know, so mm-hmm. it, it didn't surprise me. So would you say um, a lot of the people, a, are a lot of the people that are reviewing this album, are they people that um, reviewed the complexity as well? Or are they mm-hmm. people you haven't heard from before? It's a mixture of both. So I have people who reviewed the complexity and, and journey of choices and the mind's mirror. Uh, I had them who reviewed the album. And then I had a lot of people who just started picking it up who I've never heard of, but it just started popping on Twitter. And I started seeing more and more people and more press picking it up. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is something serious. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it made me happy because, you know, some of the publications, I was like, damn, you know, y'all, y'all messing with my music. Y'all messing with this. This, this makes me happy. It lets me know that I've done something the correct way. Right. Um, so do you have physical copies of the album in any form? Like I want to. Or anything? I want to. I want to uh, at least get it pressed. You, you know, as like a collector's item. Yeah, on but, CD. You know, as you know, getting things pressed, it's, it, it, it costs a lot. And the sad thing with uh, with getting things pressed over here is it's a bit different than the deals back in the States because if you want to get something pressed, based off the stuff that I've been looking up, the most you can get pressed is like a hundred albums and it's like that's weird. And they want to charge you off an arm and a leg for it. But I, it's something that I'm gonna have to figure out because there has been plenty of people asking for a hard copy of this album. That's how right. much a lot of people are loving it. Well, I know um, the last I heard, like, well, like last year, I heard that um, if you're trying to press vinyl, it's a year wait before you can get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's it's the same over here as well. I meant to ask, um, who is the person that did the paintings? Oh, it's this guy that I uh, I hired from Kenya. I hired him. He's also the same guy who uh, did the artwork. He... He drew it, then he he painted it, like he literally painted that, and he just uh, went from there. I asked him if he can also paint everybody's uh, portraits as well, and he's kind enough to do it. So, is this someone you were hunt. following online and you just reached out to him? Yeah. Is he like a a painter for his job? Like it, it he does this all the time, or he does it for for a hobby. Well, yeah, but like he has beautiful. tons of paintings yeah. on his page. He uh he has he has a few. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you kind of gave him a chance with this. Yeah, I gave him a chance and he knocked it out. <laughs> I'm yeah, it looks just really good. Surprised that you know he did that and you know I paid him you know really uh handsomely and uh, he he did his thing and he. He definitely deserves a hell of a lot more clientele because the the man is very he's very talented. So you have the original that he painted. Like, is it like way bigger than like a like a record sleeve? I uh, he he sent it to me, but I I have to um, I have to print it out because how he painted it he he painted it as a canvas. I'm talking about the artwork right now. Mm-hmm. He uh, he painted that shit as a canvas, and um, getting that shipped over here that's that's gonna cause a lot. Which I would love to have it, but it's it's okay. 
it's yeah. all good. Right. Um. So, are you already working on another producer compilation album? Well, I'm trying to think, figure out. Are you the... Are you kind of taking a break from doing this type of album for a while? That this type of album, I want to take a break for it because six years working on something like this. It, it takes a toll on you, to be honest with you, because, you know, you got 28 different MCs and singers and uh, a couple of musicians, you know, directing all of those people. It, to be honest with you, it kind of takes a toll on you. Right. And, you know, you want to just, um, I think you can, you can just say take a rest from it and just really brainstorm what you want to do for your next uh, producer-based album. So I'm pretty much taking a break for, from that for right now and focusing back on collaboration albums with different artists. But once it hits me, you you guys just might hear another one from me. Yeah. So you started in 2018 and worked on it till 2020 and then took a break for a while? I started on it in 2018. And when all of the drama happened, I got pissed off and I put it down. And out of out of anger, I released Instability, the uh, beat tape. I, I released that out of anger. And I didn't get any press from it because of the drama that was going on behind the scenes with it. So, you know, even though, you know, I get people who tell me they like that album, I don't like it simply because of everything that happened behind the scenes. And in 2020, I, um, I decided to take it down. And started working on it again. And it just morphed into this crazy album. And the funny thing about this album is I worked all the way up until this year leading up to the release of mm-hmm. this album. So it, it's I've been working on this shit forever. What was the last song you recorded for the album? Last song was um it was Dark Bright. Oh wow. Yeah, that was the last song because I wanted that to be special, and you know, me and me and Lou was going back and forth with the uh, concept on it, and I wanted I wanted that beat to be perfect. I wanted it to be this perfect. I wanted I wanted that to like really stand out, and that was the last record I was tinkering with leading up to the to the release of this project, and that that record was done, if I'm not mistaken, in May. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so any scratching on the album that I hear, who who did that? Was that you? Oh, that was G Man. So he's a uh he's a producer and a turntablist over here, uh based in, in the UK. He's he lives in Slaw. And uh I developed a relationship with him. I met him in 2018 actually uh at Status Selector Show over oh, here at really? Cafe. Yeah. And hmm. um, we we ended up hitting it off after he heard this record idea for the far side, and he he's the one responsible for me linking up with Cosm. So if it, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have met Cosm. Yeah, what's the far side song? Uh, it's called uh, Windows Remix. So um, that they uh, did that record. Hmm. In 2018, uh, it was a remix that one of the uh, members, back when they was calling themselves uh, Bizarre Ride, he contacted me on IG and he wanted me to do a remix for him. I did it. Uh, they loved it. They was uh, performing it 
all around during the Europe uh, tour in 2018, and it just went from there. And when I went to Status Selective show, I ran into G-Man. I let him listen to it, and he was blown away by it. So that's how me and him clicked. And we've been working on th- different records ever since. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen his name around. I don't know if it's just on your songs or if I've seen it other places too. You're most likely seen it in other places because he he also worked closely closely with uh, Cosm. He worked closely with a lot of uh, dope underground MCs over here. Um, he's he's not just a turntablist; he's also a producer. So he makes a lot of dope grimy beats as well. And okay. uh, he was also he was also the main producer on Cosm's album Iron Statue. So he mm. he produced that whole album, and I was brought on that album as a guest because I did the Open Your Eyes remix. Yeah, the final song on, on that album. So yeah, that's why you probably see his name um, a lot of times on a lot of different uh, projects. So since we last talked. Um on here have you come across any up-and-coming artists in your area where you live like whether it's a dj producer or, or mc oh yeah uh just do sea roots um i came across him in 2022 um i used to i used to work with his close friend and he told me his story and um the way he raps I was like, you know what, I, I really I really like this guy. Uh, he's definitely somebody to look out for. Uh, his name is C-Roots. Uh, Lomax, he, uh, he's another dope lyricist as well that a lot of people need to uh, be on the lookout for. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of dope MCs over here in the UK on the underground tip that a lot of people need to really um, get more familiar with. They're, mm-hmm. they're dope, especially if you like that underground boom bap gritty grimy type of shit there's a lot of cats over here in the underground that you know a lot of people especially on the east coast back at home they'll just love Mm. so do you listen to a lot of new music or are you mostly just making it a little it's it's a combination of both like i listen i'm in tune to what's on the radio like I, i don't i don't love it but I know what's what's actually going on. But uh, a lot of stuff that I would listen to that's quote unquote new, it's all it's all underground shit. Like I always got my ears in tune to whatever the Alchemist put out. I always mm-hmm. got my ears in tune to whatever uh, Status Select is uh, cooking up or um, Jay Worthy and um, you know who who's the other guy. Uh, Rome streets, oh, always yeah. in tune. So yeah, what whatever they hmm. do, I'm always, I always got my ears to whatever they're doing and putting out. And I love Griselda, so whatever they're doing, I'm always going to be in tune and paying attention to whatever it is they have. But for the most part, if I'm not in tune to what they're doing, I'm making my own shit so I can enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Um. So, do you have any favorite albums from the last two to three years? Of myself or just uh just in general. Just in general. Like some of your favorite projects Uh, that have come out this year or last year. Uh this year is hmm. This year is definitely uh No Traffic by Illa G. Okay. And and uh Black Milk, Everybody's Good. I, I I love that type of uh 
hip hop and just seeing seeing black milk's growth is is just ridiculous, man. Because I, I mean, I'm sure both of us remember when he was just making you know boom bap, uh, simple bass hip hop, and now you see him making these you know big grand albums and these grand ideas, and it's it's just amazing. Another mm-hmm. album this year that really got me was uh, J.P. and Mafia and Danny Brown, Scaring the Holes. Yeah. It's so different than what what everybody else is hearing that I, I just, I can't stop listening to it. And last year, last year, my, my favorite albums was King Disease 3 and Mr. Morale and the Bit Stepper. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love the, the Nas and Hip Boy albums. Yeah, I, I love those albums. They had an incredible run. I, I got to give it to them. And, you know, I, I love that. Six albums in three years, you can't beat that. Right. So I, I feel like Hit Boy is one of, one of, he's been around for a little bit, but um, oh, yeah. I feel like he's like the best newer artist I've been listening to. <clears throat> yeah, there, yeah, I could agree with that. Would you say there's any um, up and coming producers that you really like? That you've heard recently, um, hmm. or anyone you think has slept on? I uh, I think knowledge is very slept on. To be honest with you, uh, knowledge he the way he makes his records and he does his remix series is insane. Um, another uh, producer that you know I really really enjoy is. Um, I can't think of his name right now. I'm drawing blanks, but um, he's it'll it'll come to me. But I've been I've been listening to a lot of Soul Council uh, producers like Knots and of course Crisis and you know guys like that. But um, I I hate that I can't think of this uh, new producer's name. It's probably going to hit me as soon as I get off the phone. But you know another producer like is um, well maybe this will help ring a bell. Is um, he's a Griselda producer quite a bit. Is uh, conductor. Oh, Derringer. Yeah, Derringer is a good one. Do you like conductor? Conductor is cool. Um, sometimes, sometimes I will, you know, hope he will change it up just just a little bit. But uh, overall, he's uh, he's good. But um, JP and Mafia, he's a he's a incredible producer that has a style that is unheard of. Hmm. Um. So, is there any albums that you think are like a masterpiece of production that people don't usually mention? Um, you know, an album that that's a masterpiece of production that just gets me every time. And people probably never even heard this this album, but Arm and Hammer and Alchemist. Um, oh yeah, Harald, it's got like the pig, pig heads on the cover. Yeah, the way that shit was produced was just, oh my god, that's that's insane. The way that one was produced and it it, it sound like a it sound like an audio movie. Yeah, well, I hadn't even heard, really heard of those guys before that, but it seems like Alchemist will just like. Like he kind of just does what he wants. He'll just pop up with yeah. like someone you haven't heard of before with an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when 
I knew about Billy Woods uh, years ago, but when I heard that, you know, they was getting together and they was making haram, I was like, shit, I wonder how this is going to go. And it was something I ain't never heard before. And I still listen to that to this day because it's just the production on it is just so, it's so crazy how that, that soundscape was put together. Yeah. Um, a song I, I, I probably listened to the song more than any other this year is um the song with Alchemist and Hit Boy. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> slipping into darkness. Yeah. Uh you know, I say I say this about that record. Uh Alchemist Alchemist rhyming on it was dope. The the beat itself, it was cool. Uh the, the beat that Hit Boy gave Alchemist, it was cool, but the beat that Alchemist gave Hit Boy was yeah. just that. And, and Hit Boy just he just ripped it like what his his raps were so good on that song. Yeah, they were, they were really really good, and I, I love that he got on his like control shit and he started calling out certain producers. Um, I think I think that's needed. You, you know, step your game up a little bit. Uh, of course, you know people are gonna get mad and upset, but honestly, yeah. what Hit Boy was saying in the record, he was telling the truth. Yeah, a lot of uh. A lot of these uh, new producers who's out in the mainstream, they are they're rehashing hits, like not even not even unknown records. They're rehashing hits and just adding some drums behind it. And it's like they ain't really doing too much of anything with it, or yeah. you know they'll just get on the same sound and just not elevate from it. The only person that I can say has elevated, who he uh, called out and. And mention is uh, Metro Boomin. Okay. Like he, he's um, he just walked into something incredible. Like I love what he did for the Spider-Man soundtrack, um, soundscape wise. And on that soundtrack, the song he did with Nas, uh, it's called Nas Morales. Maybe you heard it. Yeah. I, I yeah, I love that record. Mm. And I still can't believe uh, Metro Boomin did it. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't listened to him too much. I'll have to look him up. Yeah. Um, so he's he he definitely stuffed his game up. So in March, you actually put out another album. It looks like you put out um, Reflections of He. Yeah. With yeah, Chill Select. I, yeah, uh, that was my first project that I did with Chill Select. Uh, anybody who knows uh, them and know my relationship with them. I always appear on their uh, beat tape compilation tapes. Mm -hmm. And I was approached by it's an independent uh, label based over here in the UK. They asked if I wanted to release something on the label. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll put together a reflection of you. And I had no idea it was going to take off the way it took off. Like that's my most successful project. It did like over a million streams, and it got a lot of good press. And yeah, I was just really, really uh, proud of it. And that wasn't even my official uh, release that I was putting out this year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's crazy. But were you completely shocked that it got over a million listens? I was actually because I I never. I never look at anything that I do to go that go um, that far. To, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, 
So, you, you know, when I saw that it did a, a million as a whole, and, yeah. you know, just hearing people telling me how much they love the record and how much they resonate with it for, for the lo-fi community, that uh, that touched me. So, yeah, you know, that, that really that really felt good. So I also saw you, you actually got awarded producer of the year in 2021. I didn't see who gave you the award, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Ailey Gifted Music Awards uh, 2021. I didn't see that coming at all, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I was... I was on a roll in 2021, and that's kind of, <coughs> excuse me, that's kind of how I feel with it this year, with the uh, the number of projects that I'm putting out and all of the acclaim that I'm getting. Um, hopefully, I get, you know, another award uh, this year. But when I got Producer of the Year 2021, that that really felt good to me. So shout out to Insanely Gifted Music Awards, everybody over there. You know, it, it felt good. So hopefully it's just the first award of many. You well, know? plus um, I also saw it looks like the Mind's, the Mind's Mirror also won the yeah. award for Best Indie Album. Yeah. Uh-huh. It won uh, Best Indie Album with um, Rating Game Music. And they do it like an award ceremony every December. They'll just award um, some of the best projects that came out. And, you know, they... They lump in the mainstream and the indie, so they include everybody. And mm-hmm. when when I ended up winning best indie album for the Myers Mirror, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is the one right here. This this feels good." So I walked away with two awards in 2021, and hopefully, I'm gonna walk away with something this year. Yeah, um, I mean, you're having a crazy year, so I mean, it could happen with in the company of others for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. Either. And a company of others, or um, shit, uh, reflection of heat, either one, it it it'll be wonderful for me. So I'm hoping that I get something. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say there's a song you put out that's your most meaningful to you? To me, that I put out, um, yeah, <clears throat> on any any project. Uh. Of course, vantage point of view and general uh, generational curses, that's a tie for me. Uh, when me and Hira put out Good Company, that, that meant a lot to me as well. Um, a record that me and Pete, not Hira, but me and Lou did, um, Depression on the 18th, um, even, even, though, even though I don't feel depression, I can... I can understand when somebody else is having depression, especially on their born day. Mm-hmm. That that meant a lot to me, and you know I'm glad that we reached people. <clears throat> we reached people on that record, right? So that record means a lot to me as well. <laughs> and on the Minds Mirror, a record that meant a lot to me that I just can't get enough of is um, what you want to do. Mm. So it says on. Um... It says on the new album, it says Vintage Sounds. Is that a label or is it a company of yours? It's a company of mine. And I try to tell people a lot of times, like, Vintage Sounds is it's not a record label. I can't sign you. It's, uh, it's my production company. So it, it all belongs to me. Um, if anybody works with me, it's under my production company. I I don't have a label. I don't plan on getting one because I, I don't see myself signing or managing rappers or singers. Yeah. 
I'm doing I'm doing everything I can to uh, keep up with myself. And me personally, I think I think any rapper signing to an an active rapper, an active singer, producer, or anything like that, they're setting themselves up for, fa- for failure because that rapper or singer or whoever they're using that label to push themselves more than anything. You're you're going to be on the back burner. So right, it's I like don't want to do that to anybody. Yeah. So I saw you had some merch a little while ago. It was uh, hoodies, I think, and, and hats. Do you have any merch yeah. of any type at all right now, whether it's any type of CDs or, or any clothing? Uh, I'm still working on more clothing. I'm still uh, designing more logos. Some um, Right now I'm creating like prototypes and putting them out right now to get a feel of, you know, how the people uh, feel about it. And the more they like it, I can put it out more. Like, I've been getting a lot of love from the hats. So it's going to yeah. be a lot. It's going to be a lot of hats coming out uh, soon. I created the, a red one and a blue one. And I uh, designed an O with the crown above it. And I'm going yeah, to start. Logo. Oh, thank you. It took me for, it took me forever to, uh, to think about something like that and put it together and people been gravitating towards it so I'm just going to have to start making more yeah um let's see is there anything else we didn't mention about the album or any other projects you have that you want to let the listeners know about uh, well the only thing I can tell them is uh, be on the lookout for me and Transformer upcoming project um <clears throat> that's coming I want to say February ish and be on the lookout for me and P. Rob's upcoming album. Uh, we're still working hard on it. Uh, he's writing. We're trying to get some very important people on it. So um, we, we want this project to be special. And I can't wait for everybody to hear what me and MC Square got coming. Uh, they're working on the project. And I'm also working on this EP with Ray Taylor and and Nick Robinson. So it's going to be a lot of stuff coming. Uh, so far, nothing has a t- uh, title yet, but things are coming. With me, since I move rapidly all the time, it's always a um, it's always an update or two yeah. coming. Um, <clears throat> so you've worked with a lot of a lot of pretty big names now. Is there anyone that uh, you're dying to work with that you're going to try to get on a future album? Yeah, yeah. My my dream is to work with Lupe and and Absol. Like I right. I love those two so much. The new Absol is pretty good. Yeah, I love that album. I should have mentioned it more. Uh, yeah, it came really out. Like that. Yeah, it it came out. If I'm not mistaken, like December or so. I wish it would have came out a little earlier. Uh, last year. But yeah, that that album was amazing. Yeah, I mean it's so, got Joey Badass on it and the premiere track. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you can't go wrong with that. And he, to me, it's one of his best projects. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my favorite uh, Static songs actually. He has a, a like a crazy verse on it. Um, Alarm clock. Yeah, it's from it's like that, ten years ago. Yeah, it's, that's it's, um, that's with Logic, ain't it? Yeah, Logic. Like yeah. It's the best verse I've ever heard from Logic. Like I bought Logic's yes. first album just based on that mm-hmm. verse. That was yeah. my favorite song that year. 
and the absolute yeah. verse at the beginning, like he just he absolutely crushes it. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I love that album actually. If I'm not mistaken, that album's called uh, "What Goes Around." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That album was beautiful. Well, he used a lot of jazz samples on that album, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the story was it was was he ran into Kanye, and Kanye was like, "No one uses jazz samples anymore. It's dead." Yeah. And so we I, went I on made that an interview. album. Yeah, with just jazz samples. So. Yeah, he he uh, executed that. I, I love that album, and um, I mean to to go with to, to piggyback off of what what Kanye said. I mean. I don't hear too many people messing with jazz samples. It's it's crazy. Like, and those are ones I that say, I really love a lot. You know. Yeah, I want to say that Status Select album was the last album I heard with jazz samples. I'm not hearing too many uh, people mess with jazz samples anymore. Hell, so even the, in the lo-fi community. Yeah. So with the new album, you were saying you use some samples, but uh, also like a lot of original music. Yeah. Do you yeah, go like digging or anything like that? I do because I mean, with if I'm gonna sample, I want to sample some shit that you know nobody's ever heard of. The only song that people will would know of that uh, sample that stands out is uh, "Seasonal People," which is one of my favorite uh, records. And I'll tell you another story about that that particular joint. Um, I uh, I love "Walk On By." Regardless who's singing it, um, Dion Warwick or the people I sample from, I'm not going to say their names, but um, mm-hmm. I, I I just love the, the, the concept of it. And that one, that's the most quote-unquote well-known sample that I've used on the album. If I'm going to sample something, I'll start digging in Japanese soul. Because that seems to be an untouched um genre of music for people to sample in. Not that many people mess with it or um even think to dig in that in that sub genre. So I, I'll go and start looking for uh joints from there. Do you have a favorite record store in your area that you go to? In my, in my area? Uh not really because a lot of a lot of the uh, record stores are very expensive. Yeah, like it's not, it's not like it's how a was, lot um, of imports. Yeah, and you know, back at home, we got like the five and one dollar bin that you can right. just go through and, and and buy a whole bunch of uh records and, and go from there. I have yet to see that here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, up here, there's there's even like a guy in New Hampshire. He supplies these stores. It's called Bull Moose. It's like an independent mm-hmm. um. CD and record store, and they, he just has like a barn full of records, and so he just yeah. supplies all these stores throughout New England with just okay. just tons of used records. So it's See, I mean there has to be someone like that out there, you know, like a just some some private residence with just tons of records. Yeah, I mean that, and that's that's the thing right there, private uh, residence. So it's like you have to know exactly where you're going because. So the yeah, like stores the that I know out here, they they're bougie. Like yeah. when I was when I was in Germany, they uh they have like the flea markets, uh as you said, and you can go and you can get nice cheap records and 
you know, go from there. I haven't really seen that out here uh, yeah. yet. I need to talk to more people to see if, you know, something like that even exists out here. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I got one more question, but first, can you let people know where they can find you online or give any shout outs you might have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you can find me on IG uh, at uh, the real big O. That's the period real period big O. You can find me on Twitter at big capital O. You know, um, all my music is everywhere. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on Tidal. Uh, YouTube, if you look for me on YouTube, it's uh, my channel was uh, Big O of Vintage Sounds. And at the end of it, it sounds with a Z at the end. So, you know, it's not that it's not that hard to find. It's a it's a picture of me, silhouette drawing with a uh, blue crown on his head. So, uh, yeah, shout outs to Lou, shout outs to P-Ross, shout outs to, you know, my little brother, uh, Loki Loco, shout out to MC Squared. Shout out to um, Shitty Holy, everybody who was involved in the album. Uh, shout out to everybody who showed me love on the album. All of the uh, media uh, publications. Um, yeah, I, I just appreciate all of them. So before this last question, um, I got to mention, like, you have some of the funniest stuff on Instagram that you share sometimes. <laughs> I haven't seen much of it lately. So are you going to be bringing that back soon? Yes, I, I, I am. I mean, I, I know I've been I've been off from it lately because I've been you've been promoting uh, music too much. You forgot about uh, laughing. Yeah, I forgot about the funnies. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm back on it. Trust me. As okay. a matter of fact, I, I I did some I did some shit today. So um, all right, I'll have to take a look because sometimes I'll be scrolling through and like I'd see something and be like, oh, for like holy shit, or like you're just like. It'd be something that would just make me stop and just have to look at it a couple of times. And I'd be like, who posted this? And it would be you, of course, every time. <laughs> yeah, man, because, you know, I, w- I want to make people smile. I want to make people, you know, happy. You have a good sense world. of humor, you know? Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Because, you know, the world is already fucked up as it is. It's like, shit, just smile. You know, be yeah. happy. You know, step out of reality for a little bit. Get these so, funnies. So uh, are you into, like, comedy shows? Like, do you watch any stand-up? comedians or anything like that yeah i, I watch a few because you know of course uh dave is a given uh, oh yeah but um also bill bird uh, i love his uh comedy uh stand-up routines uh chris rock um it's it's some stuff that uh kevin hart would do that you, you know it it gets me i miss i miss the old school shit like uh like, and i still uh, watch oh, it. here's a good one for you damon wayne's yeah, you know shit like that, and and um, like Delft Comedy Jam or hell, I still watch uh Kings of Comedy because I'm always catching something. Oh, you that, know who I used to love is uh Eddie Griffin. Oh man, Eddie Griffin was just he, he, he was, was so funny. Yeah, you, you know it's but you, you know like nowadays comedy is so hard. You know you, I feel for a lot of the comedians out there. Yeah, it's a lot like hip hop though. Like um, the way they yeah. go around, like touring and stuff, and just on the road. Yeah. Jamie Fox was is really good too. Obviously, well, Jamie Fox was killing it. You, you know, it was it was crazy how you know a lot of that was. And then you had the uh, the classic shit like the Comedy Jam and hell, even Comet View. I think Comet View 
was one of the best things to happen in the 2000s when Def Comedy Jam was one of the greatest things to happen in the 90s. And yeah. you discovered so many incredible, funny comedians. And yeah. it jump-started a lot of people's careers. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is pretty good for it right now. Oh, well. yeah, right now, they, they got that a lot with the stand-up specials. So, but, um, so I can't remember if I asked you this question before on, on the last time you're on the podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, I like to close out the show by asking, do you have a top five favorite albums of all time? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we touched on this, and I do. Or has I it do. changed, if I did ask it? If you did ask me, I know it was like, shit, it was two years ago, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna name them anyway. I don't okay. mind doing it. Um, shit, um, for me, it's always gonna be Stake on You. That shit changed the game uh, sonically, for and set the foundation for uh, 2000s hip hop. Hmm. Um, Dr. Dre, uh, 2001. That's the album that influenced me to be the producer that I am right now. Uh, Kanye with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I still think uh, outside of the college. Uh, That's a great so album. Yeah. Sometimes I yeah. forget about that and I'll listen to a few of the songs like uh, Raekwon's on there. Yeah. See, I can't forget about it because I still listen to it because it, it feels like it just came out. You know, yeah, that's it really just doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, like this is a decade old album, well, over a decade old album. So, wow. of course, you know, that album, um, another album that I just can't get enough of still to this day, that's of the 36 Chambers. That oh, I, yeah. I can play that shit and it's it's insane. Right. I love it. And then um, the next album for me that I can't get enough of and still to this day, uh, Death Certificate, Ice Cube. Ooh. That, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Man. Honorable mention is the diary of uh, Scarface. That's... Jeez, mm. man. We'll be on here forever if I'm talking about these albums. Yeah, those are classics. Well, uh, yeah. Big O, thank you, thank you for joining me tonight. I really appreciate you taking the time, and I really like this new album. I'm glad you, you, you. finally got it out because uh, it was definitely worth the wait, no matter how long it, it took you to to get it finished it's it's definitely a masterpiece and it's it's an incredible album like it's oh, it's going to be you. one that i listen to for a long time and i'm sure a lot of people are going to keep writing articles about it throughout the year and um looking forward to these other projects you mentioned oh uh, thank you thank you I, I really appreciate that too you know i appreciate you know all of you guys uh showing the love sharing it talking about it 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 really makes me feel good it makes me feel special and um, this new stuff that's coming out, because I don't like to do the same thing over and over, is onward and upward and bigger and better. Hmm. Well, you have a pretty diverse sound. Like I never know if like you're gonna come out with the with a song with like someone singing on it or just like a like a hardcore rapping song. You know, you, like you yeah. you have like a really uh, wide wide variety of of sounds. Yeah, you know, it's it's beautiful to keep the people guessing, you know? You yeah. know, I don't wanna be I don't wanna be a, a, a one trick pony, you know? Mm. And every time I put out an album or I'm working with somebody, I want us to think of 
think of the uh, concept and the soundscape. And we, we both sit down and figure out how we're going to approach these things. Definitely. Well, it's it's gone well so far this year. So uh, just keep up the good work with what you're doing and keep sending the tracks. Well, I definitely will. There's going to be some more stuff that I'm sending as well. All right. Well, we'll have to do a we'll have to do a third podcast sooner than two years. We'll maybe in uh, eight to twelve months. We'll have to see how these releases came out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, right. I, I definitely agree with that. All right, sounds good. So we'll we'll plan on that, and uh, yeah, just uh, keep me posted on everything, and I'll talk to you soon. Cool, and thank you for having me, man. No problem. Have a good night. Thank you. The Craig Rozier Podcast.